travel is the topic. For our sponsor, Travel on King and Beth Martin, joining me, Jane Klein. And today, a little bit of, well, moisture around as we hit the high seas, Beth. Yeah, that's right, Jane. So I thought I'd take you through uh, the complete experience of cruising today. So looking at ocean liner cruising, so not your river cruises just yet. Um, So we'll start off with something a bit simple. So when to book. So the way that you're going to get the best deal, get in nice and early, or if you're someone who can travel last minute, then they do have their last minute deals as well if they haven't quite sold all of their cabins. Um, and, and you can get some good savings on those, I dare say. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you've got the time, if, for example, if you're retired, then you can go last minute, then you will get some really great deals. Otherwise, uh, think ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, so another quick tip when you're booking, make sure your gratuities are included. So you will find there's lots of little deals that don't necessarily include all the things that you need. So that's just something to remember. Yeah, that's something we always find a bit tricky in Australia. We just don't handle tipping terribly well. Yeah, that's right. And considering even a lot of the cruises that depart from Australia aren't necessarily Australian ships, which means our tipping rules don't apply. Where, wherever the ship's from, that's which applies, basically. Right. Mm. So we're heading down to, for example, the Sydney Cruise Terminal. Um, So you will get a scheduled check-in. Make sure you follow this. Um, For example, if you're scheduled to check-in at three o'clock, you thought, oh, I might just arrive a bit early. Chances are they won't let you on. So just keep an eye on that one so you're not waiting around. Mm. Yes. Uh, Cruises usually allow you to take two suitcases. So if you're going on a long one, you don't really feel like doing laundry while you're there. You can pack two per person. And you are also allowed a sneaky bottle of wine as well to take with you on there. Excellent. So I'll go through the the cabin types. So for those of you who haven't cruised, you've probably heard of an inside or an outside cabin. So your inside cabins are four walls in the middle of the ship. You don't have a window. For some people, if you're wanting a little bit of a saving, that's fine. But if you get a little bit claustrophobic or, you know, you want to wake up and know what the weather looks out, looks like outside, um, an outside cabin with a window or even a balcony would be more suited to you. And you can watch from watch whales and things from your own cabin. If you're, if you're lucky, then yes, by all if means. Yeah. <laughs> Um, So one thing that I really like about cruising is the dining experience. Uh, So you can can either pick an early or late dining or do free time dining. So one of the great things about cruising is obviously all of your meals are included, but you're really receiving five-star service. You are waited on like you are royalty, um, and it's every single night of your cruise. So you really get off, you know, wondering about, oh, I have to do the dishes when I get home, and nobody's going to take my napkin and pop it on my lap for me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so that's a fun time to look forward to. And uh, how many meals a day are we likely to have? To be perfectly honest, from about 7 o'clock in the morning till midnight, there's going to be somewhere you can get food. Um, There's specialty restaurants, which sometimes they uh, do charge a surcharge. I would still recommend taking this. Um, For example, there's a cruise company who has a Luke Mangan restaurant, The Famous Chef, and it is definitely worth the money. You may pay $20, $25 for a, a meal that here would cost you up to $200, so it's definitely worth that experience. And I suppose if you've already paid your, your base rate for meals, then then topping up doesn't seem quite so expensive too. Not at all, especially if they give you some onboard credit, some spendings for you on board included. That's one way to um, to spend it. Mm. Now, for those of you who are travelling with kids, um, cruising is probably the easiest holiday that you're going to find. Um, personally, I've, I've cruised as a kid, I've cruised as a teen, and mum and dad did not see me from start to finish. We'd meet up at dinner and that was about it. Um, also, if you've got um, young kids, so even... 
anyone that's over 12 months up, up until five years, they offer babysitting services. So uh, for a small fee, they can babysit in your cabin or they even have group babysitting at night time. So if you want to have a nice meal, a little break from the kids, um, there is that option as well. And the kids enjoy themselves. They sure do. There is an endless amount of options for the kids. Um, so the clubs are divided into very specific age ranges. So you're not having, you know, a 17-year-old being a bit upset hanging around with all the 10-year-olds. Um, so, I mean, they have games in the pool where they're very heavily supervised, uh, video arcades. They now have basketball courts on these cruise ships, which is just incredible. Um, they've got some water slides, which are also adult-friendly as well. Um, and they also do a lot of uh, game shows and that kind of thing for the whole family, which are really, really fun. Mm, excellent. Now, when you're on the ships, it is a really good idea to read your daily guide um, and make sure you go to all of the activities. So they may have karaoke, the married game show, where they quiz each couple separately and see what their answers match up. Danger. Um, (laughs) That's actually a perfect word to describe how these game shows go. Um, And also make sure you go to bingo because playing bingo with a thousand people in a big theatre is is quite a good time. (laughs) Yes, amazing. So um, for anyone who needs um, any sort of wheelchair access, this is also a great good idea for a holiday as well. Um, I, I suppose all of the – you've got lifts all the way through the ship. There's really nowhere that you are restricted to going by stairs or anything like that. Most of the ports will have wheelchair access, so it's very standard. So, if, you know, if you are looking for a holiday where you're not having to pre-plan everywhere of where you, you, know, where you can get and where you can go, um, that's an, another good idea. Mm, that's yeah. a peace of mind too for people in that position. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, another quick tip. So when you're on board, if you do need to go and see the doctor, just remember even if it's an Australian cruise, they're international ships. So you're not covered by Medicare. Make sure you've got your insurance. Um, and they've always got their um, seasickness shots handy and ready for you to go as well. <laughs> travel is the subject on 2NURFM for our sponsor, Travel on King, Beth Martin, today with us. And we're heading off to Vietnam. Yeah, so I just want to quickly touch uh, on cruising one for one last thing, which is going to apply for Vietnam as well. Um, make sure that you're checking if your cruise ship requires a different PowerPoint. Um, so a lot of these, especially the American ships, will have American PowerPoints and also voltage restrictions. So you don't want to be taking a hairdryer that's got too high voltage and getting in a bit of trouble off your cabin steward there. Right, so get the right plug. Yes, that's right. And for Vietnam as well. Uh, so... If you're joining a group tour in Vietnam, uh, I will just touch on the first night, the beautiful welcome dinner. Um, so it's a, it's a really, really nice night. Um, they'll teach you a few essential words to get by, so a bit of the local language. Um, you may even get a chopstick les- lesson, which will definitely come in handy. Um, and they actually do a really nice toast with uh, a rice wine on the, the night just to welcome you all and make you feel comfortable. Excellent. So I thought today we'd um, look at Vietnam from a different light, so more of an island getaway perspective. We've still got all the lovely food and the way that people react and interact, um, but now we're looking at particularly... Yeah, so um, we're heading up to Halong Bay. So to get to Halong Bay, you will be flying into Hanoi. So while you're there, you may as well stop and have a look around. Um, I would leave yourself at least a full day to walk around and see all of the museums, even if you're not a museum fan. Um, This is definitely something that was life-changing for me. Um, Some of these museums, um, they're all war 
basically museums. Um, so you, you can pretty much, all in arms reach are tanks, the aircrafts, the missiles. You can pretty much go up and touch them and see them quite closely. And um, a lot of their presentations that they have in these museums I found were a bit um, Vietnam War for dummies. So they were very, um, they were interactive presentations. And for, for those of you who aren't very familiar with the history there, um, it gave you a really good setting and idea to then go around the museums and understand what was going on. Hmm. So now that we've had our time in Hanoi, we're going to jump on a coach up to Halong Bay, which is where all those beautiful floating mountains are. Uh, So you can jump on a junk boat cruise up there. You can do a day trip or an overnight, and you can pretty much go as cheap as you want or as luxury. So starting from your very basic two-star boat, you know, 50 or so people on there, or you can actually um, charter a luxury junk um, which will have one guest cabin. So if you're looking for an anniversary or honeymoon or just a romantic getaway, you can literally be on a boat with just you and, and the staff. Mm, sounds excellent. And nice and cheap as well. <laughs> so in Halong Bay, there are a lot of islands around that area as well that you can visit. One in particular is Catbar Island. Now, this is a little bit um, like Las Vegas, Las Vegas when you walk in, but they do have a beautiful national park there. Um, you can actually hike through the national park. It's it's quite a long hike. It's a bit humid. You will end up drenched by the end of it. Um, you know, you'll be climbing ladders to get up the top, but once you've reached that peak, it is just incredible. The, you know, you're looking around and there's nothing but green. You can't see any of the rest of the world, um, and it's definitely worth, worth the um, hour and a half that it takes to get up there. Mm. And then you have to go back down. <laughs> Will you see monkeys there? Yeah, so there, um, there is actually a, a smaller island off Catbar Island called Monkey Island. Now, the thing I like about this one is you're, they're, not, you know, they're not in cages, they're not tied up, you're pretty much in their territory. But because they're so used to people, they are very friendly, they'll come right up to you. Um, when we were there, we saw a few monkeys carrying their newborns and that kind of thing. And um, it was quite interesting, actually, watching people sort of give them food and that kind of thing. Um, And I I just remember seeing this monkey getting a drink bottle, screwing off the lid, just like we would, having a little drink just because that's how used to to people that they are. Our relatives. (laughs) Definitely. They're catching up quickly. (laughs) Um, So if we head down a little bit south is a nice little town called Huey. Um, Now... There is a a beautiful beach area there as well um, if you're looking to relax, but I would recommend going to the Imperial City or the Citadel. So this is a a fortress um, which is the former imperial capital of Vietnam. So it's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. So basically what it was um, was a fortress to keep the emperor and his family safe. Um, So the outer layers were for all of his staff and that kind of thing and a selection of women for the emperor and the inner layers was the emperor and all of his family, which was called the Purple Forbidden City. Um, So, I mean, this fortress, it's it's surrounded by a moat. It's got two metre thick concrete walls. It is absolutely incredible to see. Um, And it was, yes, it was uh, quite interesting walking through knowing that at one stage, you know, hundreds of years ago, there's no way we would have been stepping foot in there. That was the Empress place. Mm, that's special, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. So one last city that I would definitely recommend is Nha Trang. So this is just an absolutely uh, gorgeous beach town. Um, you will see the 
a 24-metre-high Buddha statue, which is incredible, um, and that's at Longson Pagoda, so that's one of the Buddhist temples there. And one quick um, recommendation would be to head to Natrang Sailing Club. Now, this is a, a bar restaurant. It is the most beautiful bar restaurant you will ever walk into. Um, so you're walking through an outdoor area, a feature pool, surrounded by your day beds, order your cocktail, um, settle in for the night, or um, if you want to pop out on the beach, you've got as I said, gorgeous tables all set up along the beach, beautiful white sand, um, and they have a mixture of Indian and Vietnamese food um, that you can eat while you've got your toes in the sand. Thanks, Beth Martin, and we will be talking travel again next week after the 1 o'clock news on Friday on 2 and URFM for our sponsored Travel on King.